All right, everybody. Thank you so much for coming back and joining us for episode 17 of Three Major Sports. I am joined once again, as always, by my co-host Rob out on the West Coast. Say what's up, sir. Hello, hello. And I am coming to you still from muggy Miami. Uh, So it is another wonderful Thursday night here. We are Already three quarters into the first game of week four of the NFL season. And we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars currently leading Cincinnati 21-14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, This has been a fun little game. Uh, I've got a lot of fantasy implications on the Bengals side, as I was telling you earlier. So this has been interesting for me. Not usually a big Bengals guy. But it's a good start to to the week so far. So not much that we're going to touch on in that game. Uh, It's actually kind of the perfect, non-important, but decent enough football game to start the week with. Joe Burrow out there. Uh, This is obviously something that the NFL loves doing. They love matching up the previous two years' number one draft picks. And so in this game, we've got, obviously, Trevor Lawrence, who was our number one pick last season, and Joe Burrow, the number one pick the season before. So these are always fun little matchups that they like to do. Uh, I think they're pretty cool. It gives it an additional storyline, especially for Thursday Night Football. That's usually not great. And, this, I mean, we're talking about two teams that have not really had much to notice or talk about over the last few years. So this is cool. This is a <clears throat> fun fun little game. What do you think about the Bengals? I know that they are your division rivals, so you should have a, a little bit of thought on them. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the, de- or the offense that they built. Um, they got a lot of young talent on their offensive side. Uh, basically, as soon as they get their line figured out where they're not going to get Burrow killed every week, um, I, I think they're going to put up a lot of points. Uh, you know, they got they got a couple, like, three good receivers, a uh, good running back, obviously a good quarterback. Uh, they just need a line. So, um, yeah. offense scares me. Defense, I think, has actually been pretty good the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, they're just sort of waiting for the offense to catch up, and I, I think it's almost there. So, I – I think they'll be like a six or seven win team this year. They'll they'll probably beef up the line in the offseason. And uh, next couple of years, they'll they'll be something to worry about. I think at two and one, if they can pull this game out and be three and one, I mean, they've got a chance at a nice uh, eight or nine win season uh, to have three in the bag so soon. Uh, Burrow looks awesome, man. This kid has come back from this injury and shown basically no lingering effects of it. Uh, which was obviously everybody's big concern after you tear your ACL as a rookie. But um, he's fit right back in with Jamar Chase, or Chase has fit right back in with him. And that reunion, this has been a fun offense to watch. Joe Mixon has been up and down, but uh, we know he's a pretty talented back. So, yeah, like you said, this offense should be catching up to at least the same level that the defense has been on. So let's jump right into it. Week three was uh, an eventful one. A couple big games out there. Sunday Night Football was a big game. Monday Night Football, always a spectacle when we head down to Texas and those Dallas Cowboys. Um, so let's start taking a look at our pick games from last week. So we both went 3-2, and two, despite having a couple of different choices on the board. So let's start with one that we both got right. And... Uh, your Chicago, well, the Chicago Bears against your Cleveland Browns. So I'll let you take the lead on that one. Ooh, 
Yeah, well, I, I mean, there's not really a point in spending too much time. They mm-hmm. they dominated Chicago. Um, didn't really take a, uh, like pull away until the fourth quarter, um, but Chicago's offense couldn't do anything. I, I think that had something to do with why it took so long because Stefanski was in no rush to, to put points up on the board. Clearly, there wasn't going to be any um, any real uh, threat, I guess, from the Bears' offense. Um, they had one of the more inept offensive showings that I think you'll see in the modern NFL. Uh, one net yet uh, passing yard, which, I mean, yep. that's that's hard to do for a whole game. Uh, yeah. 46 rushing yards total. So so a, a well-paid 175 or so million-dollar NFL roster could manage 47 yards in a full game. Um, that's that's pretty that's pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know what's so, more. I don't know what's more shocking that that they netted only one yard passing, or that they grossed sixty eight yards passing. So you're telling me you got sacked sixty seven yards worth of yardage? Like, what what's happening out there? What? Yeah. First of all, like in all seriousness, like I'm kind of on uh, Dan Orlovsky's boat here. Like Matt Nagy should have been fired Monday morning. He should have been. Like, he should have found out he didn't work there when his key card didn't work to let him in the building. Like, that's how it should have happened. This guy, there's, we've been talking about how his wagon is hitched to Justin Fields. My dude, if you don't give that kid a chance to succeed, like, there's no point in you even going back to work. And this, yeah. the game plans that the Bears come up with do not protect this kid at all. Like, I'm watching him get hit by three different Browns players that are coming in three different directions. It's not like they ganged them up in three different holes in front of him opened up and defensive players just came at him. Um, Yeah. This is probably going to be – ooh, touchdown Bengals. That was nice. Uh, This is probably going to be a theme for – I mean, at this point, if you're a Bears fan, you kind of want Andy Dalton back in there so that Justin Fields survives Matt Nagy and maybe the next coach can do something – or even Nick Foles. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, either or. I, I, yeah, I would just I, not not the guy who you're point, trying to rely yeah, the next exactly. decade on. Yeah. 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 So awesome showing from our defense. Was super happy about that. Um, first week without Jarvis, but uh, Odell was back. Odell and Baker looked really good. Uh, the running they backs did. looked awesome as usual. So I'm I'm super super pumped. We got a really tough uh, four weeks coming up here. Uh, four really, really difficult games in a row. So, uh, yep. yeah, they needed to get a, a gimme, a, a feel-good one in, get that and defense they got to play it. well. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely got it there. And like you said, Odell back. So, first game since coming back from his ACL tear. He led the team in targets, which is always good if you're trying to get somebody back in the mix. So, he had nine targets, caught five of them for 77 yards. So, he led the team in receiving yards. He led the team in targets. Those are really good signs. Odell Beckham is one of the more fun and entertaining and entertaining players to watch in this league. So when he's on the field and he's doing well, that's good for everyone. So Browns took that one easy. We will touch back on Cleveland again as we make this week's picks because, as we all know, we pick Browns and Dolphins games every week. Yes. And so moving forward, speaking of the Dolphins, the Dolphins, the <laughs> Dolphins, the Dolphins. So you took the Vegas Raiders. I took the Dolphins in a desperate act of fandom. And let me tell you, it went a lot better than I expected. So the Dolphins did end up losing this game, but it was in overtime. 
they put together an 11-point fourth quarter to tie the game and send it into overtime, including a mad scramble fourth down play with seven seconds left on the clock that Jacoby Brissett ends up diving over the goal line, uh, making the touchdown, and then we convert a two-point conversion to set set this game into overtime. Seriously, shit like we don't do. This offense, for the most part of the game, definitely second and third quarters as a whole, looked inept. Um, Jacoby Brissett, yeah, he's a pro, but he's not a game winner, right? He's Your best bet is to hope he doesn't fuck it up for you and right. figure out a way to win it. Luckily, this defense um, is going to allow us to sneak away a bunch of wins as long as the offense doesn't turn the ball over, which they really didn't do. Uh, so, like, that's a real big positive, right? If you're not going to be great, like, at least don't be terrible. Like, don't don't turn the ball over. Don't set your defense up for failure. Uh, we managed to not do that on the road in Vegas. Uh, that place was rocking. Uh, the Raiders are 3-0. and It's kind of crazy that the Raiders are 3-0. And they don't – they've beaten – all three teams that they've beaten had at least 10 wins last season. So, they're not, like, playing flukes. Um, so good for them, but they did end up winning this game. Derek Carr uh, led two field goal drives in overtime where the Dolphins only had the chance to go through one since we did not win that toss, and that was ultimately the deciding factor <clears throat> in this game. I am, um, again, encouraged by what I saw. Definitely didn't get destroyed or embarrassed as we did last week against Buffalo. Um We'll look to rebound this week, and again, we'll talk about that more as we go forward. But is there anything about the Raiders or the Dolphins that you want to throw out there that caught your eye? Yeah, I think the the Raiders are are one of like that stuff sounds really good when you're talking about um, you know, hey, the teams they beat had really good records last year. Clearly, the Steelers are not very good. Uh, I think the Ravens got worse, and and you've said that I think a couple times already this year. Uh, and the same thing with the Dolphins. I don't know. I mean, it, it it's not Fitzpatrick, and it's not even Tua. Um, you're you're trying to deal with, um, with like you said, Brissett. Uh, that's a different animal. I feel like so. Um, yes, they they were all ten win teams last year. Uh, they're also four and five this year. So, um, there's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. I think with them, uh, I, I think their offense is really good. Cars obviously. Um, he, he's having – I wouldn't say a breakout season because he was in the MVP running a couple years yeah, ago. But, but another uh, solid season. Absolutely, absolutely, which he quietly has every year. Despite John Gruden wanting to trade him away all the time, he, he's, he's had good seasons underrated for in a this long league. time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's a top ten quarterback in the league. He just, every year. He's sort of like Kirk Cousins where, like, if you if you covered up their names and showed the stats, you'd be like, yeah, that's a really good quarterback. And then you'd show you the right. names, you'd be like, ugh, never mind. Just yeah. Kidding. Yep, yep. Like, yeah, but that's they're still putting up those numbers. Correct. Um, yeah, he doesn't the, the get Raiders the are part of our. Years. Absolutely, the Raiders are part of our four game stretch coming up. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested Ooh. to see sort of how we can deal with them ourselves. Uh, and I believe it's in Vegas as well. So we'll we'll have to see yeah, how nice. that goes. That'll be a nice little test. Um, Cool. So there you go. That puts us at two and zero for you going into that, and one and one for me. Next, let's talk about that Monday night football shellacking. So, 
the Dallas Cowboys hosted. That guy's an asshole with an air horn. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So clearly, I'm here. I'm gonna mute it. There's a train crossing the street. So hold on. Ah. Uh, so well, I don't know that I can mute it. Never mind. It's cool. We shall you continue. Just get to I, to will, this train, man. I will overpower that train. All right. <laughs> I am. A, I am a train. You are um, a professional. So, the Dallas Cowboys. They opened their doors for the first time this season and invited the Philadelphia Eagles into town. Uh, and just as we thought, the Cowboys did end up winning this. It was a 20-point win. It started off relatively close. It was 14-7 after the first quarter. It didn't look like it was going to be a blowout. And then Philadelphia kind of disappeared, and Dallas kept chugging along. They really put it on them in the fourth with another two touchdowns at the end of the game. Um Dak was pretty impressive overall. No turnovers, which is always what you want to look at. 238 yards and three touchdowns. And Zeke added another 95 on the ground and two more touchdowns on the ground. So their stars were doing star things. CeeDee Lamb, 66 yards. Amari Cooper had only 26. But Dalton Schultz showed out with six catches for 80 yards and catching both of the uh, two of Dak's three touchdowns. Um the offense for this Cowboys team, if it continues to roll like this, like they're going to be a pretty serious threat. Like all bullshit aside, we know how Cowboys fans are sometimes irrational. Like this offense, if it can stay healthy, if Dak stays healthy, Zeke, um, and at least one of the two, either CD or, or Cooper, uh, this offense is going to just put up fireworks all year long. I'm actually really excited to see them. I'm glad the Dolphins don't have to play this team this year, even though this offense versus our defense would be a nice little matchup. Um, the Eagles, on the other hand, this guy Simeone or Sirianni, it doesn't even bother to learn. I mean, we shouldn't bother to learn his name. He's not going to be there long. Um, <laughs> they don't seem to have a system in place to help Jalen Hurts. Uh, Jaden Hurts was kind of running around. He led the team in rushing yards for 35 yards on nine carries. I have to imagine that a lot of those – I know I saw him rush a couple times. I'm sure some of them were, were designed, but some of those have to be scrambles that he just went past the line of scrimmage on. Um, did throw two touchdowns, had 326 yards, but obviously when you're playing from behind, I mean, he threw the ball 39 times. When you're playing from behind, you're going to be end up doing that. He had, what was it, about 80 yards more than Dak, but threw the ball – 15, 13 times more. Yeah, that's not what you want. Um, yeah, it's definitely not what you want. Um, I mean, it's going to inflate his numbers and it's going to make it look like he had a better game than he did. But I think the one positive that you can really take if you are the Eagles out of this offense is Zach Ertz is not a corpse in the ground anymore. He was targeted seven times. He made four catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Um this is somebody that everybody thought was going to get traded out of Philadelphia because the relationship had deteriorated and uh, he had some, he had some injuries last year that I think kept him from really like being productive at all. Um, So it's good to see, I like Zach Ertz. It's good to see that he got some yard in some yardage and he caught that touchdown. Um, If this offense is going to turn it around, he's him and and Goddard are definitely going to be two of the people that need to be, essential in this offense along with obviously Devonte smith who had 28 yards on three catches not too much and Jalen rieger who was their first round draft pick last year i believe pretty sure he was a first round pick 
Uh, yeah. Another 53 yards from him. That's not going to cut it. Those guys on the outside are going to have to put up more. They're going to have to do some yards after the catch type of stuff. Um, but please continue to praise the Cowboys as I just have, because I'm sure that's really all we took from this game. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think every year, because I, we're up to a year 16 or 17 where no team in the NFC East has won the division title back-to-back years. Um, we're already against the, uh, the football team to win again this year. Um, I think before the season, everyone had the Cowboys as the best team in the division. Uh, I think they've been even a little bit better than advertised. Sort of agree with you there. Um, they look like a 10 to 12 win team, honestly. Uh, and I think yeah. they're going to win that division sort of rolling away. That's what so, I'm saying. They're, they're def- even if they're a 9 or 10 win team, like they're going to make the playoffs because they're going to win this crappy-ass division. Um, yeah. So, like yeah. – and they're they going to host the home a team game. Other than them, finish above five hundred. Honestly, right, right. And they're going to host a home team, a home game in the playoffs. So, like, they can really fuck up somebody's season. There, you got to come in and face this offense. Even if, let's say, I mean, the defense played pretty well, but let's say the defense isn't outrageous. If the offense keeps playing at this level, and you have to go to Dallas and win a game in January, that's. Uh, that's going to be a pretty tall task for any team that has to go do it. So this will be interesting. I'm I'm excited to see how the Cowboys keep going. Like I thought they were gonna, I thought we were gonna laugh at them, and uh, they were not gonna perform as expected. But they've lived up to the hype so far. I'm I'm stoked to watch this offense. Like honestly, yeah. So. And I think I think their defense is not good, but it's improved enough where when their offense is clicking, they can stay ahead of teams. Uh, right. I, I still think against good teams, just like Tampa, Tampa put up thirty some. Uh, on opening right. night, I think good teams are going to put thirty some points on the board, uh, but they've built an offense to be able to do the same thing. So they're they're going to win a lot of shootouts, uh, just the way their team's designed. Sort of where in the playoffs they 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 may take a excuse me may take a step back because uh, you know you're 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 not going to have the defense to slow down a good team or consistently. I'm sorry. So right, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to succeed in the playoffs. They need to just set bombs off offensively. <laughs> right. That's it. That's it. So uh, I correctly predicted how this would go, and, and it sort of followed yep. suit. And, you know, not much more to say than that. Yep. So Cowboys roll. We both picked them. Uh, so you're perfect so far in our predictions. 3-0. and I am 2-1. and The next game that we talked about, we both – shied away from what we should have picked, and we both went running between TB12's legs. So the Tampa Bay Bucks visiting SoFi Stadium and the Los Angeles Rams, uh, we both picked the Bucks to win this. We saw the Rams look lackluster against Indianapolis in week two. We saw Tampa obviously uh, beat Dallas that first week. Uh, week two, who they played Atlanta? Um, something yeah. not impressive, but they they rolled, and so we were just under the impression that Tom Brady and the Bucks were just going to roll into you know Los Angeles and put it on them. But the Rams were ready for them. The Rams beat them by ten points. Like this was not even uh, that close. It was more like it was a fourteen point game throughout the game as I was watching, or or at least seven to ten. It was never really that close. Um, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is already in 
the MVP conversation. That hundred percent. The greatest thing to happen to this man's life is getting traded from the Detroit Lions to this offense in this city, uh, where he can. I mean, he's just having a fucking blast. I'm so happy for Matt Stafford because man, watching another player waste away in a Lions uniform is fucking awful. It um, is. So he had 343 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. Um, Deshaun Jackson with a vintage welcome back Deshaun Jackson game, 120 yards on three catches and a touchdown. That's definitely Deshaun Jackson stuff. Three catches to turn into 120 yards. Cooper Cup continues to be a yardage machine, nine catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns. He is and has been this season uh, the best receiver in football. It's uh, It's been crazy. The production that he's put up, the relationship that he's already got with Stafford, the way those two guys click, um, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. What do you think about the Rams? What do you think about the Bucks? Uh, I mean, just sort of echoing what you said. They, they, the Rams looked like they did in week one. Um, and, and I even said a couple times, I think, mm-hmm. if, if it was if it a week was two week game, I would have picked the Rams. Picked the Rams. Yeah. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, really all we can do at the beginning of the season, because, you know, playoff-wise, it doesn't really matter what these guys look like until maybe week 12 or 13. Um, but for right now, you're trying to figure out who's, who's got their stuff together already and who's sort of working things out. It's not surprising that a defending Super Bowl champion is, even though they returned everybody, it's not surprising that the Bucks are sort of working some things out. Um, I have a Bucks fan uh, who's one of my best friends, and he's he was telling us today that the Bucks right now are on pace to have the worst pass defense in the history of the NFL. Uh, clearly, that's going to change, but they've only had three sacks in three games total, um, and and they don't really because they don't get any pressure on the quarterback. They they've been torched in the in the secondary. Um, they did sign Richard Sherman the other day, and he was in practice today. I don't think he's going to play this week, but he'll probably be available the week after. So maybe that'll help. I don't know. He had 16 tackles and one pick last year. So uh, I know, like, legitimate Tampa fans aren't super excited. Like, he's not a difference right. maker. But no. they just need help. They need help. They need to get to the quarterback, and they, they need to go from there. Now, you know, when you have the defensive line that they have, it's, it's incredible they can't get to the quarterback. Exactly, though. exactly. Between Shaquille Barrett and uh, and Jason Pierre-Paul, it's hard to imagine that those guys can only muster three sacks in three games, uh, and that's with Devin White and um, no, uh, and then Levante the monster and and Dominican Sue and Vita Vea right. on the front line too. Like right, right, right. Like yeah, that, so they've they've struggled. They've struggled on the defensive side, um, and and that really showed against the Rams and Stafford. McVeigh had a great game plan put together. Um, got a lot of guys involved and, and just put Stafford in the best position he could. And, and I think that's going to be uh, sort of a, a theme the rest of the year, that Stafford's going to be in the best possible position to succeed. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll see sort of how the next couple months develop, but it, it, it does kind of look like the NFC may go through Los Angeles. Uh, I, I think that was when we did preseason stuff, I think we sort of said that like the yeah. NFC was basically the Bucks and the, uh, and the Rams, especially when we didn't really know what was happening with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Um, they were sort of the clear-cut favorites, and I, I don't think anything's changed there. I don't think so either. I think that we'll probably see this same matchup at some point in the playoffs. Uh, it'll be interesting if it'll be there in Los Angeles again or if it'll be down in Tampa. Um, 
I I think yeah, the NFC is absolutely going to run. I mean, it's going to run through that division. I think that two of the top three teams in the NFC, uh, obviously not by seeding but by record, may come from those three teams, like between LA, Tampa, and then maybe like an Arizona, uh, even a San Francisco or a Seattle. Any, it's early in the season. Any of those teams can uh, can turn out to be a really good, really good team and have a really good season. That division yeah. is, is stacked. It is really exciting. I know we mentioned that in our, our preseason talk that that's probably the most exciting division in football to watch. Uh, 100%. So I'm glad it's it's turning out like that. And the I mean the Stafford thing. So again, so happy for him that yeah. uh, he's in that place. Like Sean McVay, I don't. With I think there's a lot of hype around young coaches, and I don't. I think because he's already been there for this is his like fifth year, they kind of overlook him. He's such a good coach. He's such a like an offensive genius. Where you give him somebody with the physical talents of of Stafford at that important position, um, and he immediately like makes this guy look like the MVP. Like we forget that Stafford was the number one overall pick out of Georgia. He at the time signed the highest contract for a, a number one overall pick, um, and and then he just. Put up monster numbers year after year in Detroit, but they didn't. It didn't fucking matter because the team was hot garbage. He never had a defense. He never had a running game. He had Megatron for a few years, but even those two weren't enough. Uh, they, they made what? I think he made two playoff appearances, maybe, maybe three. Never won a game in the playoffs. Um, right. So good for him. Good for him. I'm glad that this uh, has worked out for him so far. Yeah, agreed. So that was Tampa and L.A. So our last game of the week was Sunday Night Football, the Packers at Oh, I thought I had this one. I thought I had this one, man. I know you did. Uh, 37 seconds left in the game, and Jimmy G successfully takes his team down the field, down six against Aaron Rodgers, puts them up one. But leaves Master Rogers 37 seconds left on the clock. And similar to how we know Tom Brady is going to convert on that, you're pretty sure Aaron Rodgers is going to convert on that too. Um, he did just that. He threw a couple of lasers to Devontae Adam on that drive, got, uh, got them into Mason Crosby territory. And Crosby does what he does and kicked it through the uprights and won them that game. I was. And, you know, at early on, it was like all Packers, too. I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. I got this. Uh, the Niners started playing better. Jimmy G put it together, got them that drive that they really needed towards the end of the game. Uh, but, man, Aaron Rodgers is in prime form. It is another, He's another one of those guys. It's just fucking so much fun to watch. Like, just sit back there and, and do things that, like, you absolutely wish anybody who played in a Browns or Dolphins uniform can do for you. Hundred percent. It's uh, it's crazy. The 49ers are two and one now, I believe. Yeah, um, they are in that stacked NFC West that we're talking about. So they are going to need to start winning uh, some of their matchups. They've got a big division game this week against the Seattle Seahawks, if I am not mistaken. I'm pretty sure that's who they play this week. Um. Another game where it was all Garoppolo. They did not uh, go back to that week one system of 
moving in Trey Lance and giving him a couple of series. Garoppolo's playing well enough. 257, two touchdowns, a pick. Um, he targeted Debo Samuel and George Kittle the most. Those are obviously their best offensive players now that their running backs are hurt. So it's good to see that he's at least not trying to reinvent the wheel, right? You know, you've got these two guys that are really good for you. Like, get them the ball, help, have them help you. Um, it wasn't enough this week, but you're not going to play Aaron Rodgers every week. So I think that the, the 49ers can pull out a couple of wins and still be a very relevant team. Um, but, man, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, that is a deadly combination. Those two guys 100%. can take you down. It, t- it took them 37 seconds, and they beat you. They beat you, like, they beat you right. basically uh, on their own. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so you had the Niners here. I took the Packers. We both took L's on the Bucks. So that leaves us at 3-2 and two and 3-2. and two. So for the season, what are we? Uh, I believe I am nine and six, and you're no nine and and see, I had this, and I should probably know it, and I don't. <laughs> uh, I feel like it is nine and six. That's fifteen. Okay, so and I'm eight and seven. Nine and six and eight and seven. That is correct. So one game ahead of you. Um, Still, and we are going to grow that lead this week. I'm confident. Uh, So we are going to shift and start talking about week four. So before we do our pick a couple games this week that probably deserve a little bit of attention, even if we don't use them to pick um, officially. Let's see. As the Bengals drive down the field with – Ten seconds left to kick a game-winning field goal. They're about to do that. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so this week, this is these are the two games that I want to talk about. And, of course, we are back to talking about the NFC West. I knew there were some big games this week. So NFC West, all four teams play each other this week. Uh, we've got the Cardinals and the Rams, but we're going to talk about them in our pick The Seahawks and the 49ers. So – This game is in um, San Francisco. We saw the Seahawks just um, get beat by Minnesota after taking an L to Tennessee. So they had that great week one. They had that great first half against Tennessee. And then it hasn't been so great for the Seahawks since. Uh, We know who Russell Wilson is and what he can do. you think that they can pull something out in San Francisco this weekend, especially after they come off that L to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Honestly, with Russ, they can do a lot of things. Um, there's a lot of uh, – I don't know the best way to say it. There, You just – you. the smart play is the Niners. I picked the Niners two weeks in a row. I would pick them again for this game. But you just sort of never know what you're going to get with Russ. Like, if you're going to look at those two starting starting quarterbacks, you'd rather have Russell Wilson than Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and you do put, especially nowadays, you do put a lot of, uh, a lot of, I guess your what you're picking goes into who the quarterbacks are. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, did the Seahawks have a chance? Of course they do. Uh, they are going to be down Tyler Lockett. It looks like I think he hurt his knee the other day. Um, yeah, it seems like in practice he got hurt. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's going to be DK Metcalf and, and Chris Carson. Those are going to be their their big weapons. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I, I, I would probably give the edge to San Francisco, but would I be surprised if Russ went in there and beat him? No, not at all. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Seahawks pull this out. Um, I think that the Niners being at home, Kyle Shanahan coming off of this loss, um, I think he's going to get his guys ready, and, and they'll probably win that. But I think that's going to be one of the better games of the weekend, so definitely wanted to talk about that. Um, wrapping this up, the Bengals are 3-1. and one. Oh, they won. Uh, they won. Evan McPherson, rookie from the University of Florida, uh, came on and kicked the game-winning field goal right down the middle. Urban Meyer, 0-4 in the pros. Trevor Lawrence has now lost more games this month than he has his entire life between high school and college. Um, that's That's got to be a bit of an adjustment to make in life. Uh, to nothing but winning to no winning at all for both of those guys. So let's see how the Jaguars turn it around. I know that they're going to get shellacked in a couple of weeks over in London as the Dolphins' defense abuses Trevor Lawrence. Um, so we'll see how this goes for them. Sunshine! Um, but the Bengals, man. Bengals are 3-1. This is uh, good stuff, man. The, that NFC North... When it's competitive like this and you got two or three teams, like you guys are, are fun to watch. So this is – I'm glad. I'm glad that the Bengals are not just a doormat anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think a big part of it let – me, let me just look and see who they've, who they've played so far. Um, they've been the – I think they lost well, to the, Chicago. They lost to Chicago, who has one win. They, they beat the Vikings, who has one win. They beat the Steelers, who have one win. And they beat the Jaguars, who have zero wins. So – you are talking about teams that are oh, or I'm sorry, four and uh, yeah, four no, three, three and nine, like not great, three and ten, whatever, not 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 great opponents, but that's part of what the NFL is. You're supposed to beat teams that you're supposed to beat, and then you know you figure out the rest. Um, so you, you can't fault them for who's in front of them. Uh, I know I was looking at something today, and and this is funny for you guys too. Um, they have a, they have a, like a really hard schedule. I'm looking uh, at it right now. I was on Tinkathon, it, and they're it's well, it's like it's 14. I'm looking at this, and I'm like, man, this is the last we're gonna probably talk about the Bengals. <laughs> right, right. Uh, they do have the Lions and the Jets. They have the Steelers, <sighs> and then uh, so Tinkathon has the Chiefs as an easy game. I I do not see that that way. So uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. I they, would... they got the Packers, the Lions, the Ravens, the Jets. You guys, Raiders, Steelers, Chargers, Niners, Broncos, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns. They they might not win another game. They'll win the Jets game. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll win the, the Jets game. game Maybe the Steelers. So let's if they if they can get to six wins, I think that they can turn this into a that's, really positive experience. That's really what I thought—a six or seven win team. And I think yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. amount of growth, honestly. I think it is, and considering that schedule, like I would have I would have disagreed, and I would have said they needed more. If they're three and one. You can't finish with six wins and then consider it like a positive experience. But after looking at that schedule, I think I'm willing to change my mind on that. Yeah. Uh, because that's brutal. That is fucking brutal. Yeah. Well, the AFC North typically is. Like when when you look on Tankathon, and they just go off record, but when you look on Tankathon, the Browns have the third hardest remaining schedule. Uh, the Dolphins have the third easiest. Uh, Buffalo Ooh. has the easiest remaining schedule in the NFL. That changes wow. every week as the wins yeah, you know, get spread throughout the, the league. But 
um, yeah, I mean, Tampa has the fourth easiest schedule. You come off winning a Super Bowl and you, your division's trash and, and you have the fourth easiest schedule. Like, it just, <laughs> you know, you, I'm always sort of look at this and I'm like, dang it, like, even the years were good. Now we have the third hardest remaining schedule. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, those are the games that are not in our pick That Oh, there's one more. How can I forget this? Sunday night football, the return. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks go to New England. Did you hear this shit this week that, that came out that Tom Brady said that when uh, when he went to go say bye to Belichick, um, he said he was unavailable in person and like wanted to Zoom him or some shit like that or do it over the phone? Like, man. Man, I do some petty shit in life, but man, that's petty. You guys won six <laughs> Super Bowls together. Right. Nope, don't care. <laughs> you don't care that that happened or you don't care what? No, I'm saying that that was that was Belichick's uh, thought Oh, process. yes. Don't okay, care. yes. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go out there and draft me another, another Brady. Um, yeah. that, they have one thing in common and it ain't their talent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they also don't wear the same number, so let's keep narrowing it down uh, yeah. to what it is in common here. Uh, I think this is the most exciting part of this game are the, the, the reality storylines because from a football perspective, um, New England's defense is okay, but it's not going to be able to handle this Bucks offense. And I think that this Bucks defense, this might be the week that they break out of this um, – this sack slump that we were talking about earlier and really get to Mac Jones a little bit um, and see what's going on there. They don't really have any – now James White is out now for the season. They are real, real thin at any skill position players. So I don't I don't see this going very well for old Bill or the, the Patriots. Uh, I think Tom Brady and Gronk and A.B., are going to have themselves a nice little revenge game and go to town on the Patriots. But that is Sunday Night Football. That should be at least fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So you agree, right? You don't think the Patriots are going to come out and surprise anybody, right? No, no, no. I think Tampa's only favored by a touchdown, which I think is crazy. Um, Yeah, I would think – which I mean, honestly, put the whole yeah, put seven. the whole savings yeah put the whole savings on on the Bucks because they're winning by more than seven. Come on, uh huh, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, I, I I think that's just more like a respect to to Belichick. But I I yeah I don't think there's any way that it's less than a ten point game. Yeah, no, easy, um, thirty to fourteen ish. But let's see. All right, so. That uh, is some of the games that we are not using as official pickups for week four that we thought had some interesting storylines around it. Um, Ravens-Broncos is another one that could be good. Broncos get a for their first real test. They're undefeated. But yeah. They have, How many wins uh, do their opponents have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it zero <laughs> still? Or like one? Zero. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, – it's, uh, it's been interesting for for the Broncos so far. The defense seems like it's really for real. But, again, we don't know. So this is going to be a great test. They play the Ravens. 
the Ravens, I obviously, I don't think that they are a Super Bowl team, but they are the best team that they have played so far. Denver has a one point um, advantage on the spread. So meaning on a neutral field, Vegas probably thinks that Baltimore is a little bit better. Um, but the game is at mile high, so the Broncos are favored by one. That should be quite interesting. And, yeah, so let's dive into our picks for the week. So first game we are going to talk about. I'm going to put my guys up there first. The Dolphins versus the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts come down to Miami and uh, play my boys. I think that this is exactly what these Dolphins needed right now. Uh, they're going to feast. This defense is going to feast on the carcass of, Ca- of Carson Wentz, Wentz, whatever's left of him. Um, it's not going to go well for him down here. Jonathan Taylor has not been doing great this season. That's going to probably continue with our defense, I think. Um, and I think that this gives our offense a an opportunity to – try to form some sort of identity. Like, I don't know what we do well. I don't know what we don't do well. I know we don't pass block well. Um, That's really the biggest thing that I know about this offense is we can't pass block worth a shit. But our skilled players have dropped touchdowns that I've seen. We've dropped third down conversions, right? Those are plays that if we make, this season has a different feel already, these three games in. So, like, I don't know exactly how to – I don't want to keep shitting on them because they did they did perform much better this past week than that Buffalo game. That Buffalo game has to be – if that Buffalo game is an outlier, then I feel a lot better about it. If that's the regular team that we're going to roll out there every week, then we got a serious issue. Um, but judging from this Vegas game, that seems like it's – that version of these Dolphins might be the outlier, and we don't see that very much. I'm taking the Dolphins in this game. I think that we – I think this is a good game to – we need this game. Uh, we need to go 2-2 two and two before we head up to Tampa the week after because that's not going to be that much fun. This is going to be fun. Um, so we need to definitely take this win. I think we will. Indy's 0-3. They're a broken team. They have injuries. They they just, I don't know. I'm taking the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, um, I'm kind of split, honestly. Uh, I've talked myself into it on both directions. Um, part of that is because of how the Colts played against the Rams and then seeing what the Rams did to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, the Colts, despite being 0-3, they've played the Titans, the Seahawks, and the uh, the Rams. Like, they've played a legit schedule. Uh, so, yes, they're 0-3, but I don't think it's the same 0-3 as, like, the Jets. Um, so, uh, I, I, I think I'm probably in your boat as well where I would pick the Dolphins and I think I am going to pick the Dolphins. Actually, let me rewind that. I don't have time to to jibber-jabber here. I am picking the Dolphins. Um, But I I do think it's going to be a lot closer than you imagined. The the Dolphins are favored by two at home, meaning if you take away that home field advantage, then Vegas thinks that the Colts are slightly, slightly, slightly better. Um, So it's going to be, uh, you know, someone makes a couple mistakes, it could tilt the game in, in a big direction. So I'm going to pick the dolphins. I'm going to go with you. Um, but I'm, I'm not super confident about it. <laughs> All right. So 
Let's go Finns. Miami has Dolphins, the greatest football team. Um, oh, my gosh. We've got a song, man. Don't be jealous. Uh, um, next, you can lead the way with this one. These are your Cleveland Browns visiting, visiting the Minnesota Vikings up in uh, U.S. Bank Stadium or whatever that fancy place is up there. Right. Um, so for the fourth week in a row, we'll just lead with this. I'm, I'm picking my guys. Uh, I, I do feel good where they are right now as a team, even after the loss to Kansas City. Uh, I do feel like they're in a good place. Um, no major injury concerns besides for Jarvis. And, and as we said, when that happened, I, I feel pretty good about how they can replace him in the short term. Um, defense obviously looks a heck of a lot better. I don't think they're holding the Vikings and Kirk Cousins and Delvin Cook and Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen to, uh, to 47 yards. But I do think that they got a little taste of success as a unit uh, with nine of the 11 starters being new. Um, so I, I do look forward to them sort of clamping down on the Vikings uh, and, and being able to come out uh, with that victory. So, yeah, I'm going the Browns. Um, Vegas has them a two-point favorite on the road. Uh, I would say they win by probably at least a field goal, maybe more. Okay. So I tend to agree with a lot of what you said there. I, though, think that Minnesota is – a better team than they're getting credit for. Um, I know that they lost a couple games that they shouldn't have, right? They lost to, uh, was it Chicago? No. Well, they've only beaten Seattle. They've lost to the Cardinals and the Bengals. The Cardinals and the Bengals. Okay. Um, Yeah, I think Minnesota is a better team than what they've been given credit for. I think that Kirk Cousins is probably the better of the two quarterbacks in this matchup right now. Um, Baker Baker's just very hot and cold. Uh, he hasn't had a great season so far in terms of completion percentage, really, or scoring. Uh, Kirk Cousins already got basically 1,000 yards and eight touchdowns. He is working with Justin Jefferson, who I think is one of the most underrated wide receivers in, in the league. This is only his second season. I get it. But when you put up 1,400 yards in your first season, like you should be the talk of the town and you should be the hype of the hype of the sophomore class. And I feel like uh, because of the level of rookie wide receiver that's coming to the league this year, I think he's being overlooked a little bit. I don't hear a lot of people talk about him. Um, I think he's phenomenal. I am taking the Vikings in this game. At home, after a huge home win against Seattle, uh, bringing you guys in, uh, I think that they are going to. Uh, I mean, if the, if Dalvin Cook plays, I think they're definitely going to win. And even if Dalvin Cook doesn't play, uh, I still think that they're they've got enough offensive firepower to uh, put up enough points to where they can limit Baker, Odell, and that uh, two-headed running back monster that you've got. Um, but I'm taking the Vikings, man. I'm taking Minnesota. Okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there real quick. Uh, Baker doesn't have as many yards as Cousins, but they have the exact same completion percentage, and they're both over 100 passer rating. So it's not like Baker's had a bad season. We're just a heavily running offense, um, and Baker's used a little differently. I just wanted to throw that out there. So A lot differently, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
That's that's. I mean, Cousins has I, more completions than Baker has attempts. Yeah, well, they throw a lot more. Uh, I think we have two running backs that have more yards than Dalvin Cook. So, I mean, it, there's there's just there's offensive differences, which honestly I think works a lot of the time in the Browns' favor because they end up winning the time of possession uh, and shortening right. the game against quarterbacks like. Mahomes and Kirk Cousins, and it helps them keep the games closer. Fair. 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 All right, well, we've got our first uh, different pick, so this will either be where I grow my lead or you make it a tie. Uh, Let's move on to the next game. So, next game is... When is this being played? Ooh, Monday Night Football. So... Monday night football, those Las Vegas Raiders that we keep talking about take their team into SoFi Stadium to play Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so feel free to jump on this one first. Uh, I'm going to – I'll just leave with my pick. I'm going to go with L.A. Um, really not because I think one team is better than the other. I just think because they're home. Uh, now – Weird thing about this matchup, you may, even though the, the Chargers are at home, you may get a lot more Raider fans than Charger fans, yeah. like a lot. So the home field may not matter much. Um, I just, I like uh, Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler a little bit more than what the Raiders have on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, I'll, I'll go Chargers. Uh, again, these are two of our next four opponents. Uh, so I'm, I hope they get beat up a little bit, but um, yeah, that, that's my pick chargers. Okay. I am also going to go with the chargers um, coming off of a big win against the chiefs. Like they are, uh, they're riding that little bit of momentum. The Raiders, like we said, they just went into overtime with the dolphins who, I mean, coming in, the Dolphins were coming off of a 35-0 win, and everybody, and by everybody, I definitely mean Mimi, uh, thought that that game was going to go a lot more into the Raiders' favor. I feel like they didn't really build any momentum in that. Um, Darren Waller is a monster. Derek Carr is a monster. But like you said, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Justin Herbert, um, Joey Bosa on the other side of the ball. Uh, I think that the Chargers are going to win this Monday Night Football. I think it'll be another really good game. But, um, yeah, Chargers by probably seven, maybe four. What's the spread? Three. Chargers by three right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think three, four, maybe a touchdown. Uh, but definitely I think a Chargers win in this one. So let's stay in Los Angeles. The day before, we have a 4:05 Eastern matchup: the Arizona Cardinals in SoFi Stadium to face Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. So I'm just going to come out and say it: I'm taking the Rams in this. I know Arizona is undefeated; um, they are a good team. Kyler Murray is a an MVP candidate. AJ Green had a quiet first week and has had two pretty good weeks since then, so he's really getting involved in the offense. DeAndre Hopkins is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, Chase Edmonds is at least showing that he could be a starting running back in this league, which is what Cliff Kingsbury said when he decided to go with him in the preseason. Um, 
so he looks okay, nothing crazy, but he definitely doesn't look like like he should only be a backup. Um, so yeah, the Cardinals are good, but the Rams, I think the Rams are the best team in football right now. Uh, at offense, we've talked about it. Matt Stafford, uh, Sean McVay, getting everything going. Deshaun Jackson getting in the mix now. They still have Cooper Cup. They still have Robert Woods. They still have Tyler Higby. They still have Daryl Henderson. Um, it's an embarrassment of riches in Los Angeles. Uh, I think it's going to be pretty easy for the Rams to win this. I think they'll win double digits. I think at least 10. The spread right now is... Four and a half. Four and a half? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I got it four even from Caesars, but okay, four, four and a half, same thing. What do you think? I'm assuming you are going to follow suit and take the Rams as we both should have last week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like like we talked about, this is a very reactionary uh, exercise that we're doing mm-hmm. picking games. Um, the, I don't think that the Rams are going to follow up that performance against Tampa and lay an egg at home against the Cardinals. I think they want to uh, take control of the division pretty early on, and that'll start with beating, uh, you know, their main competition in the division, which in that division is everybody. Um, okay. So I, I – if anything, they need to win the home matchup. You know, maybe they lose in Arizona, uh, but they need to win this game. Uh, Arizona, who just happens to be the other of the four teams in our next four weeks. Um, of course it is. So you, well, you yeah, guys you got can, a rough stretch. That's what I'm saying. These next four, we need to go at least two and two, uh, hopefully three and one, but at least two and two the next four games. Because, yeah, it's going to be rough. I actually thought the Vikings game was the easiest one. And you're not even picking us. So, yeah, we're oh, – no. We'll see how this goes. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely going with the Rams. Definitely going with the Rams. All right. And <laughs> last but not least, I think that we may end up agreeing on this one too. So it really does think – it looks like your boys and the Vikings are going to be our deciding factor this week. So this yeah. last game is the 3-0 and Carolina Panthers heading into the heart of Texas and visiting the Dallas Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. So the Cowboys, we raved about them earlier and this offense and how um, how well it's going. On the flip side of that, man, Sam Darnold is suffering from the same Matt Stafford effect of thank God I'm out of this shit place that I was stuck in before. Good for him. It happened a lot sooner than it did for Stafford. Um, Sam Darnold already has, I believe, as many... Uh, or as many games with, I think it's like two touchdowns and no interceptions this season that he had his entire time in, in New York or some nonsense like that. Like something that you'd think you'd be able to do like in one season. He, he didn't do multiple times in like four years, three years, whatever the time was that he was there. Um, <laughs> it's insane. It's crazy. How, if we circle back to theme on this podcast. Man, the Jets really suck at football. They do. Um, they are bad. But Sam Darnold has this team 3-0. and they have had an okay schedule. I mean, they beat the Jets and they beat Houston. Um, I can't remember who they beat in the middle, but they've looked okay. They've looked competent. Matt Rules got them together. DJ Moore looks really good. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hurt his hamstring last week, so I don't think he's going to be playing. I think that that's going to really hinder the Carolina offense. I think that that's going to be what really – keeps them from keeping pace with the Dallas offense in this game. Um, so that's why I'm going with the Cowboys. What about you? Ooh, excuse me. Um, me too. I'll go with the Cowboys. 
but I do think that the Panthers are going to prove uh, once and for all that they are for real. Um, the Saints was the win in between, and, oh. and they they crushed the Saints. It was 26-7. to 7. Um, Their defense has played really well. The most they've given up in a game so far this year was 14 to the Jets. Um, so they're, they're, they're really coming. I mean, the Panthers are good. They're just, they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to win between nine and 11 games probably and be the second best team in the NFC South, uh, maybe fighting it out with new Orleans. So, um, yeah, I, I, I do think Dallas will win, but I think it'll be a lot closer than, uh, than we're imagining. Certainly closer than that Eagles game. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. I absolutely think it'll be closer than, than that Eagles game. But I do think the Carolina is a much better team than the Eagles. This game is four-point spread in favor of the Cowboys. So, um, it should be a good game. It should be a close game. Uh, I don't think that the Panthers will lay an egg, but I do think that the Cowboys will emerge from this 3-1 and one and really just, like, it's going to be 1992, 1993 in all their heads again. Yeah, when really it'll be closer to whatever year Zeke was drafted, where they're 12-4 and four and losing the first or second round. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, let's see. Let's, let's, uh, let's, save some, let's save some cowboy slander for later on in the year, I guess. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so only one game that we picked differently this week. Um, let's see if the Vikings can prove me right. Or if your boys continue to back you up. Um, week four just started, as we said. Cincinnati ended up pulling out a game out against Jacksonville, like we talked about a little earlier. Uh, next, we got Sunday, 1 o'clock slate, which uh, is going to have a couple of these good games that we were talking about earlier, including that Panthers-Cowboys game. So thank you, everybody, for joining in. Uh, episode 17, we are uh, very grateful to have you listening with us. Please rate and review us. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Three Major Sports. Uh, interact. Check out the polls that we put up, um, and just all around hang out with us and have a good time. Uh, enjoy the sports, everybody. Rob, anything you want to say before we sign off? No, sir. I'm good to go. Don't trade Excellent. for Deshaun Watson. Oh man, we didn't even touch on that. You know what? That's going to be his piece for next week because. The rumors are that we may know a lot more by this time next week. So let's let's uh, we'll leave that as a tease. Yuck! All right, <laughs> all right, fella. <laughs> enjoy yourself. Enjoy some football out there on the West Coast. 10 a.m. football. Absolutely. Um, and we will speak again next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a great uh, rest of your weekend. You too, buddy. Take it easy. Later.